0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Good morning. Turn
1: your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5 this morning for a message titled Catching. So Jesus being pressed by the people, verse two, it says, saw and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. So Simon Peter's washing his nets, getting the trash out. You know, of course, it's old flippers and old sandals and pieces of wood and seaweed and beer bottles and soda cans, and whatever else is out there in the Sea of Galilee at that time wagon wheels, I don't know, something. And Jesus just invades his boat, gets into the boat. And, and now, they found one of these boats, actually. In 1986, there was a huge drought in Israel, and the, the level of the Sea of Galilee went down several meters. And so, as they're kind of, you know, dealing with that, they see in this outline of a boat in the mud, in the silt down below and they start to excavate it very carefully, and they found a fishing boat from the first century. Now, it was very difficult to excavate it because it was in mud, and it just crumbled if you touch it, so that somehow they were able to get in there very carefully and preserve the whole thing, and you can go online and look at it. It's called the Jesus boat, if you Google it. Jesus boat, or the ancient Galilee boat because the Jews don't really like to call it the Jesus boat, but it's 27 feet long, It's seven and a half feet wide. It's 4.3 feet deep. It's a big boat. And this is likely the model or or similar to the boat that Jesus got into at this point, Peter's boat. In fact, what's interesting, it was found in this exact spot near Capernaum on the Sea of Galilee, northwest side of, of the Sea of Galilee. That's where they found this boat. And, and there isn't any evidence that this was the boat that, that Jesus used or this was even like the boat that he used. We don't know, but it's a good sized boat and it was probably similar to the boats that they used for fishing. So Peter lets Jesus into the boat, probably doesn't mind because Peter was just at his house a couple of weeks before and healed his mother-in-law of the fever and she got up and served them, right? And so probably not such a bad deal. He healed my mother-in-law. I guess. I mean, I hope that that wasn't a big deal. I love my mother-in-law. We had a rough start, but now we're good. You know, it's been good for the last 25 years. We have a great relationship, but not everybody has a great relationship with their mother-in-law. Peter apparently did. In fact, there was a guy who was in Israel with his wife and his mother-in-law. And what happened as they were touring the Holy Land, she had a massive heart attack and died. And so they went to the coroner. They're talking to the guy about internment, like, what are we going to do? And he says, hey, if you intern her here in Israel, they, it costs about $5,000. She can be buried right here in the Holy Land. Or if you need to send her home, then it's going to cost you about $50,000. And he's like, send her home. And the guy's like, what? He says, send her home. He says, 2,000 years ago, there was a man who was buried here who rose from the dead. I'm not taking any chances. LAUGHTER that's horrible. But, but Simon pushes out a little bit, a few meters from the, from the shore. Kind of the perfect solution. On that side near Capernaum, there are some, there's a nice beach and then there's hills behind it. And So this would have acted as a, a nice amphitheater for Jesus to be able to preach to a multitude of people. And so he's there preaching to this multitude of people. And the crowd would be able to hear Jesus. And this is actually something that kind of irritates me. And, and maybe you, I, can, I can plague you with the same thing I'm plagued with when I read passages like this. Because we've just been reading that he's been teaching in the synagogues every Sabbath day. We're here listening to him teaching from the boat to the crowds and multitudes. And then there's passages about him going to the, on the road to Emmaus with two guys. And he, he, from Moses through all the prophets, he expounded all the things concerning him. And nobody thought to write these things down. Like, could you imagine if we had a book of Jesus' sermons from the synagogues? Would that be not awesome? And yet nothing. Nothing. And I suppose that the Holy Spirit doesn't want us to have all of that, but it's just something I can be irritated about. Verse 4. It says, When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let your nets for a catch. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, you have to understand that these fishermen did not fish in the deep. That's not how it worked with Galilean fishermen. They went out a little ways, probably about where Jesus is now, where the, the water was 20, 25 feet deep at the most. And they would go around in a circle with their nets dragging because their nets only went down about 12 feet. And they needed to be near the shore where the shallow water was, where the fish were coming to eat the bugs off the edge of the water. Because the bugs obviously would be closer to the shore than they would out into the middle of of the deep, right? Now, the fish would go to the deep, but they would go deep because when it's sunny outside and the sun's beating on the top of the water, the fish go down where it's cool and they hang out down there and eat little fish and, and nets would not reach them. Now, we fish out in the deep because we have poles and we drop our line 20 feet or 30 feet, right? But not these guys. And so it's pretty obvious that Jesus didn't know what he was doing or asking. All the silly ideas. He asked Peter to go farther and to go deeper. Peter, go deeper. That's how we often feel when Jesus asks us to go deeper. I mean, what a dumb idea. What a dumb idea the Lord has. He's asking me to do something that's completely ridiculous. I don't want to go deeper. How many of you have been asked by the Lord to go deeper and you're like, no, that's not smart. That's not good. That's not wise. That's not practical. I remember one time, I was just a young guy, about 19 years old. I'd come back from traveling with my parents and I was working at Cross Radio in Pocatello and a friend invited me, her mom invited me and her to come up to Spokane to go to a Christian workers conference. She was going to pay for us to go to this Christian workers conference and with that, there was concerts. I don't remember all the bands, but I do remember DC Talk, and I remember, I remember Two Hearts. And, and the reason I remember Two Hearts is because they had a song, Holy Fire. It was a, a husband and wife duet couple, and they had a song, Holy Fire, that really was, I just loved this song. I played it all the time on the radio, and they were going to be there. And so I was super excited to be there. But then that day during the Christian Workers Conference, we went through a class where I learned how to use the Application Study Bible. It was brand new at the time, Life Application Study Bible. And I remember just going through it and like, man, this is really cool and how it all works out. Well, at the conference, or at this concert, connected to the conference, Two Hearts was handing out a Gospel of John with a picture of them and their dog signed, You know, I got to meet them, and they signed it for me to Mike Gospel of John in life application study Bible format. I was so excited. In fact, there was nothing in my life that I possessed at that moment that was more precious to me than that little Gospel of John. I was so excited. And so immediately after the concert, my friend and I went to IHOP to have some late night pancakes. And we're sitting there, and I'm starting to look at my little Gospel of John. And she runs off to the restroom. And while she's away... A guy walks into the restaurant who's tripping. Something's going on. He's twitching, and I don't know if he was mentally something going on there, or he was on drugs or what, but he's like talking into the air, and he's like twitching and acting all funky, and he goes across the, the restaurant, and he goes and sits down across the restaurant from me. And the Lord spoke to me so clearly, and I know it was the Lord because I would never want anything to do with what he was about to tell me, and he said, go give that guy that Gospel of John. And I said no, this is mine. It's mine, my precious. I did not want to give that up. And the Lord's speaking to me. He's like, go give it to him. And I was like, no. And and the Lord, then all of a sudden, this other thought comes to mind. What if I'm going to use him to reach thousands and thousands for me? and, And would you deny me that? By this time, my friend had come back from the bathroom and she's looking at me and she's like, Are you okay? (laughs) Apparently, I turned green. The finger of God was upon me. And I didn't say a word to her. I just looked at her, and I looked down at the Gospel of John. And at that point, I had to get rid of that thing. Like, it had to go. And so I grabbed the Gospel of John. I walked across to the guy. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, I'm supposed to give this to you. And he looks up at me, and he's like, oh, thank you. And then he handed me a placemat with a puppy he'd drawn. It was weird. It was a weird experience. I have no idea what the Lord did with that. But sometimes we're just reluctant to launch out. Jesus doesn't tell him to fish. He said, let down your nets for a catch. Let down your nets for a catch. So Simon Peter lets Jesus know that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Verse 5, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Did you notice that? Jesus, the fish are not biting. The fish aren't biting. When my son turned 13, my oldest, it, it was his 13th birthday. We happened to be in Homer, Alaska, visiting the Hurlis's in their church. And Jesse said, hey, we should take him fishing for his 13th birthday. And so
0: we went to the hole on the, on the, on the Homer spit. Thanks again for listening to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there.